Welcome to the New Thought Experience Podcast. My name is Reverend Chris DiGiorgio. Each week, we will explore a New Thought topic. New Thought was founded in the 19th century and was inspired by the Transcendental Movement. Its chief belief is of an all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful divine intelligence, and spirit and human are one. And remember, we are only a thought away from changing our lives. And now to our podcast. Have you ever had a time where you did something and you were really angry at yourself and you could not forgive yourself? And the cassette player was playing over and over again? Statements such as, how could I have done this? I'll never forgive myself. How could I be so stupid? Or how about reacting to another person's actions? Why did they do that? How could they be so stupid? And the cassette tape keeps playing over and over. I bet all of us had a time when we had these feelings. It's hard to forgive sometimes, but what experience tells us, if we allow our mind to run amok, it will torment us. From the book Living into God's Dream, Dismantling Racism by Catherine Meeks, Lynn Huber, the chapter seven writer, says this about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not about forgetting. If we could forget it, it would not have needed to be forgiven. Forgiveness is not about condoning. If it were excusable, it would not need to be forgiven. Forgiveness is about not about reconciliation. The act of forgiveness is a one-person job. Reconciliation is a two-person job. Forgiveness is not about the offender. For the offended, forgiveness allows freedom. Forgiveness is not about the past, but allowing for the future. Forgiveness is always about individuals, not about actions. Forgiveness is a decision. The feeling shifts afterward. But what it does mean is we have to let go of the hurt or the attachment to the thought that we were injured. These past weeks, I've spoken on kindness and love and now forgiveness. I've spoken about these topics Because for me, these three topics lead us towards our divine selves, our Christ within. These qualities to me me, are what seeking God's kingdom is, the peace that passes all understanding. If we want to be peace, then love, be kind, and forgive. Each quality in its purest form has no attachments, no expectations. You are it. You are all these qualities, but our human mind puts conditions, and there's the rub, and those conditions cover our kingdom within. Today's talk is about forgiveness. Now, the human condition tells us for us to love someone, they have to act a certain way to us, or for us to be kind to someone, they have to be kind right back. But what about forgiveness? The first thing we have to know about forgiveness is what fuels its opposite. 
What fuels non-forgiveness is judgment. When we judge others and continue to judge ourselves or others, we place blame. We are in a non-forgiving state. This is why Christian scriptures tell us to reach the divine that's within us, we need to forgive. But when we judge, we cannot reach the kingdom that is within. We have set up barrier. What is that barrier? It's an attachment, an expectation we have for another or for ourselves. To achieve peace, we must forgive. It is our only way to reach the kingdom in ourselves. It brings me to the gospel story found in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, and I'll summarize. A king summons a servant, and that servant has a great debt to pay. The king is ready to sell the servant's wife and children and imprison the man for the debt he owes. The man pleads with the king, have patience, and the king is so moved by the man's pleading, he absolves the man of his debt. Sometime later, the same man who was forgiven encounters a fellow servant who owes him a debt. But instead of being merciful like the king, and despite the man's other man's pleading, the man once forgiven holds the other man to the debt. The other servants say to the king, remember the man you absolved the debt to? Now he is holding fast to getting a debt back from a fellow servant, and he is not allowing any mercy. The king summons the man and says, because you are showing no forgiveness, I will no show no forgiveness and put you in prison. In the song by the artist Sting called Fortress Around Your Heart, if we put a fortress around our heart and hold to not forgiving, we are keeping ourselves away from the kingdom we seek. This kingdom is the divine within us or the Christ within us. We hold so tightly to the attachment, to the idea or thought of the hurt, it blinds us to the prize we seek. The prize is the peace that passes all understanding. Mary May Osich writes this in Weekly Unity from March 9, 1969. Jesus' parable of the two insolvent debtors illustrates how the law works in our lives. The first debtor, who owed a large sum, could enjoy the king's forgiveness only so long as he himself was willing to forgive his fellow servant. Because of this selfishness, hard-hearted refusal to forgive another, he cut himself off from the free flow of forgiveness that he desired. We see in this a direct application to the law of giving and receiving. The term to forgive means to give for, to give good in return for what seems evil, to restore right relationships between ourselves and others and between ourselves and God. True forgiveness is flooding of God's love into our hearts so that we feel no malice. Jesus stressed the point that in order to receive forgiveness, we must keep this channel open by always being ready and willing to forgive. What happens if we harbor a grudge against another for an injustice? 
if we seek revenge, either mentally or in an outward way, we, we create more in harmony and have two injuries to deal with instead of one. Two wrongs never add up to one right. But if we can forgive and forget, then we free ourselves and the other person for a restoration of harmony. Some persons may protest that forgiveness is not always possible. At times it may not be easy, but with God's help it is always possible. A helpful affirmation, the forgiving love of my inner Christ, adjusts all things rightly in my mind, heart, and affairs. We can begin the process of forgetting an offense by refusing absolutely to harbor anger or resentment. When our thoughts dwell on an injustice, we live, live it over and over again and suffer accordingly. But when we deliberately turn to prayer and to the thoughts of love and understanding, we feel grateful for God's love and generous and forgiving toward the one who has offended us. So what May is saying here is let's change our mindset and go into prayer. When we do this, we are on our way to forgiveness. We ultimately do this with affirmative prayer, she suggests, using an affirmation such as the forgiving love of my inner Christ adjusts all things rightly in my mind, heart, and affairs. But before we do that, I think there are some things we can do before that. Because we are human, after all, and our ego wants to sabotage our peace, it's ego's way to control our mind. I would like to suggest three things we can do. We can change our mindset when it comes to forgiveness. They are perspective and understanding, the way of love, and reminding ourselves of the present. Let's start with perspective. One way is perspective and context and understanding. Often when we step back from a situation and ask ourselves, what was the motivation of myself or the other that caused our hurt? It may be the person was looking out for what was best for them and they did not see the consequences, or maybe they are not aware of what their actions lead to. You might do something that might have hurt someone and you didn't realize it. I knew a man who had a rough childhood. He lived in poverty and was homeless a good portion of his childhood. He was angry at his parents. But when he looked back, his father was sick and it affected his mental capacity. His mother was young and did not have employable skills. He was able to let go of the hurt because he had a perspective of their life circumstances. He was able to forgive because he had a perspective and an understanding. Another way of giving for and forgiving is for the sake of love. Ask yourself, do you want to be in a state of resentment and carry the energy that leads to a non-peaceful state? What is this energy doing to me? Is it worth it? As the parable suggests, the servant who was forgiven could not enjoy the fruits of forgiveness because he could not forgive himself. Non-forgiveness is like a prison. It enslaves your emotions and puts a fortress around your heart. To turn the cassette tape off, you must make a decision that love is more important than being right or the circumstances of the situation. That doesn't mean you're a punching bag. Certainly put yourself in a situation that is safe 
If a person you're dealing with is putting you in an unsafe position, you should always make sure you are in a safe position. Willing to forgive does not mean you have to still have a relationship with that person. That goes back to reconciliation. This is an important distinction. Last of the three points is changing the mindset, is reminding you are in the present. Part of the ego mind that keeps you in a state of non-forgiveness is focusing on the past. Non-forgiveness is always about the past. You cannot change the past. The past is the past. Now you are in the now moment. What can I do now to bring peace to myself? I can breathe. I can affirm. I can pray. I can express gratitude. All this is focusing on the present and on not allowing the past to put a fortress around your heart. Say to yourself, I am opening my heart now to the present moment. By changing focus to the present, you are allowing forgiveness to come. So once you've had a perspective, reminded yourself of love, and reminded yourself of the present moment, see where this leads you. To get to the Christ within, you must be dedicated to the peace that is within you. Hurt and non-forgiveness hold us back from our peace. Take the time to start forgiving. Give for. Forgiving yourself and others. And so it is. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The New Thought Experience is a production of the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. To find out more about us or to donate via Zelle or PayPal, you can use our email address, unityofwestchester at gmail.com. That is U-N-I-T-Y-O-F-W-E-S-T C-H-E-S-T-E-R at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or meet up at the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. Have an enlightened day.